You're listening to the Sweetwater Now News Show. Local news when you need it, how you need it. And now, today's hosts, Dave Aaron Bell and Stephanie Thompson. Welcome to this week's edition of the Sweetwater Now News Show podcast. It's Friday, July 23rd. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sonic Driving at 97 Gateway Boulevard in Rock Springs. Sonic is featuring its mouth-watering and classic, I might add, Crave Cheeseburgers this month. You know the ones with that special tangy sauce? And because it's July, they've rolled out red, white, and blue slushy with real strawberries, 100% real ice cream, and blue raspberry slush. How about a Red Bull Summer Edition slushy to give you a little pep in your step? There's something for everyone in the family at Sonic Drive-In, service at the speed of sound. And also, we'd like to thank Cell Only for sponsoring the pod today. Whether you're looking for a phone for your business, family, or just for yourself, Cell Only has experienced reps who can help you connect with what matters most. They have two convenient locations, both in Rock Springs across from Walmart and in Green River next to the movie theaters. Cell Only, wireless made easy. I'm Dave Arambello along with my colleague Stephanie Thompson, and we are going to kick off uh, today's podcast with a bunch of news out of the school districts, particularly where it pertains to COVID-19 and masks. Yeah, I think uh, residents will probably be excited to hear this, as parents and students alike. Uh, this week, both Sweetwater County School Districts announced that they will not be requiring masks at the return of school when they both start in August. Um, earlier in the week, Sweetwater County School District Number 2 stated that it is in the process of updating its Smart Start plan and in preparation for that first day of school. Uh, the revised Smart Start plan will include many of the same safety protocols followed um, this past year, including hand washing, social social distancing rather when possible, thorough cleaning of facilities, and remaining home when there are signs of any infectious illness. Uh, one thing that parents, of course, noticed was there was no um, mandates for the masks in those uh, Smart Start plan that they're working on. Uh, both the districts said they're going to leave it up to families to decide whether or not they want to continue wearing the mask. Same with staff and students. Um, during Sweetwater County School District number one's board meeting, the board voted unanimously to remove the mask mandate for students, teachers, and staff when the new year starts next month. Both districts stated that they will be supportive and respectful of comfort levels when it comes to families, students, and staff who choose to still wear those masks. Both districts will continue to monitor COVID-19 issues that come up within their districts, and um, the District number one board of trustees also stated that if the state were to impose a mass mandates for schools again across the state, they would follow that mandate. Okay, Dave, so we'll kind of switch over to some different COVID news. Uh, the Wyoming Department of Health is reporting six more COVID-19 related deaths statewide this week. Um, that is taking the state's total uh, death count to 766. That's, of course, from um, this through this entire pandemic. Um, unfortunately, two of those most recent deaths that were reported, they are um, from Sweetwater County. One Sweetwater County man died in July from complications from the virus. Uh, he was hospitalized in another state and was not known to have any previous conditions to put him at a higher risk of serious illness. Um, the second death was a Sweetwater County woman, and she died in June from the virus as well. Um, she was also reported to be hospitalized at the time of her death, and she also did not have any previous conditions to put her at a higher risk of severe illness. According to the Department of Health's most recent hospitalization report, Wyoming has around 65 COVID-19 related hospitalizations. That is um, 
that is um, increasing. I think it was about 50 last week and prior to that in the um, 40s and then 30s before then. Uh, the last time the state saw hospitalization numbers like this in the 60s was back in January. Um, Cheyenne Regional Medical Center um, has 30 of those hospitalization, while Memorial Hospital Sweetwater County is reporting two at this time. Uh, Sweetwater County now has a total of 43 COVID-19 related deaths since the beginning of the pandemic. Um, as for the county's current positivity uh, cases, we have around 40, and on the state is reporting around 545 um, active cases at this point. So that's just a little bit of stats that we've been watching on uh, COVID virus. Okay. Well, we had a bunch of court news over the last week here, and uh, we're going to start out by letting you know about Jason Lee Fletcher, who was given an 8- to 14-year sentence in the state penitentiary for his involvement in the death of his wife back in June of 2020. The 46-year-old Rock Springs native petitioned the court for a retrial after a jury found him guilty of involuntary manslaughter back in April. Lena Fletcher died on June 29, 2020, after being shot with the 44 Magnum Ruger Blackhawk through her neck, hand, and shoulder at the couple's Clearview Acres home. Now, Jason Fletcher's consistently maintained that Lena's death was self-inflicted, but he did take responsibility for loading the gun prior to the incident that night. Sweetwater County Attorney Dan Aaron Mosby argued that evidence presented during trial shows Fletcher consistently lied about what occurred that night. Third District Court Judge Richard Lavery told Fletcher he didn't believe that he intended to kill his wife that night. Lavery considered the Fletcher's 25-year marriage, Jason's lack of criminal history, and his battle with alcoholism before handing down the sentence. Lavery also said that uh, Fletcher knows what, uh, I'm sorry, sir, uh, Lavery said only Fletcher knows what happened in the room on that night of the shooting, and that incident will haunt him for the rest of his life. Sonic Drive-In is featuring its mouth-watering and classic, I might add, Crave Cheeseburgers in the month of July. You know the ones with the special tangy sauce? And because it's July, they've rolled out their red, white, and blue slushies with real strawberries, 100% real ice cream, and blue raspberry slush. Or how about a Red Bull Summer Edition slushie to give you a little pep in your step? There's something for everyone in the family at Sonic Drive-In at 97 Gateway Boulevard in Rock Springs. Service at the speed of sound. Reliability. Some people take it for granted. Verizon doesn't. That's why it's the network more people rely on. And there's a place you can rely on for everything Verizon. Sell only. Your local Verizon authorized retailer, located right here in Rock Springs and in Green River. They've got a wide selection of the latest devices and offers to choose from, as well as smartwatches, tablets, and accessories. Whether you're looking for a phone for your business, your family, or just for you, their experienced reps can help you connect to what matters most on the network that more people rely on. Stop in to sell only. Your local Verizon store in Rock Springs across from Walmart or in Green River next to the theater. Sell only. Wireless made easy. Meanwhile, bond was set at $1 million for 33-year-old Green River man facing nine felony charges from a shootout with Green River police officers back on July 6th. Matthew Riley Cully made his initial appearance in circuit court last Friday. He's been charged with the attempted first-degree murder of Green River Police Sergeant Jesse Nielsen and counts of aggravated assault and battery against Nielsen and Officer Zach Owens. Other charges included felonious restraint, two counts of intent to cause bodily harm to a peace officer, and property destruction. 
Cully faces a maximum sentence of 85 years in prison and $90,000 in fine if found guilty on all charges. Chief Deputy County Attorney Teresa Tybo requested the $1 million bond in Cully's case, stating, uh, stating that he's facing nine separate charges involving a firearm and the possible length of conviction makes him a prime flight risk. Circuit Court Judge John Prokos agreed and left the bond at $1 million. Now, Cully was scheduled for a preliminary hearing yesterday, but that's been continued to September 3rd while he seeks a private attorney. And finally, in court news, a pair of sex offenders changed their pleas this week in 3rd District Court. 35-year-old Casper resident Nicholas Banner has been charged with both, had been charged with both first and second degree sexual assault of a minor back in Sweetwater County in 2015. Banner had spent some time in the state pen earlier in his life for armed robbery and pled guilty to the second-degree assault charge in exchange for the dismissal of count one and a capped sentence recommendation of 15 to 20 years in the state penitentiary by the county attorney's office. And 26-year-old Rock Springs resident David Clark pleaded guilty to 11 counts of child pornography possession and three counts of child pornography distribution in exchange for a capped 13 to 17-year sentence in the state pen. Both men were will have argued sentences, sentence hearings at an undetermined date later this year. Wow, Dave. Okay, well, we'll move on to um, some... Something a little more positive? How about well, that? Well, I guess it's not really positive, but it, it'll be different. So according to the National Low-Income Housing Coalition, residents in Sweetwater County need to make $15.81 an hour in order to afford a modest two-bedroom rental. The 2021 report highlights the mismatch between wages people earn and the price of a de- decent rental housing in every state, metropolitan area, and the county and every county in the U.S. It also calculates the housing wage a full-time worker must earn in able to afford a rental home without spending more than 30% of their income on housing costs. Nearly a quarter of all households in Sweetwater County are renters, which is just under about, I guess it would be about, um, let's just say nearly 4,000. We'll round up. Uh, the numbers change drastically depending on the size of the rental, but for a larger family seeking a four-bedroom rental, they would need to earn $27.37 an hour. The minimum wage in Wyoming, if you guys don't recall, it is currently at $7.25 an hour. So in order for someone working on minimum wage to afford a modest one-bedroom rental at fair market in Sweetwater County, you would need to work 75 hours a week. For an additional 12 hours a week, Dave, woohoo! for a total of 87 hours, you can afford a two-bedroom rental. Uh, the report I don't know, also, can I? <laughs> maybe not. Uh, the report also states that 90% of U.S. counties can't afford a modest one-bedroom apartments, let alone a modest two-bedroom apartment. So it's not just a Sweetwater County problem; it appears to be a nationwide problem. Yeah, you can check out uh, that story in depth. A great job by our own Braden Flack, who put all those numbers together and and put that story uh, kind of into a bit, little bit better perspective about what you're making and what you can actually afford to live in mm-hmm. these days here in Sweetwater. Water County. Well, Stephanie, last but not least, we want to say congratulations to Joe Barbudo. Barbudo will be replacing longtime Sweetwater County Treasurer Rob Slaughter after the county commissioners appointed him to the position this week. The board was required to, by, by law, to replace Slaughter with a Democratic candidate until the next election. Slaughter announced his resignation in retirement back in June, and after 33 years of service to the county, he said goodbye on July 1st. 
the Sweetwater County Democratic Party reached out to interested parties uh, about throwing their hats in the ring. And while hoping for three names, they got two, that being Barbudo and Dave Gray. The party then opened the floor for other nominations at its meeting, and party chair Megan Jensen, along with Mike Masterson, were nominated. The party narrowed those names down to Barbudo, Jensen, and Masterson and sent them to the commissioners. Masterson later pulled out of the running, telling the board he'd rather see the position filled by someone more active than himself in the party. Commissioners Roy Lloyd and Lauren Shanefeld expressed concerns about Barbudo's failed attempts at running for public office in the past. Shanefeld preferred Jensen to serve as county treasurer because she had more long-term job, leadership, and accounting experience. And as it turned out, Shanefeld cast the only no vote against Barbudo. So Joe Barbudo will serve out the remainder of Slaughter's term, which is just over about a year uh, before the 2020 elections. So again, congratulations to Joe Barbudo. And uh, boy, we had a lot of different kind of news here this week, Stephanie. And not a whole lot coming up in the final week of July, but people are getting prepared for uh, a couple of things. The Red Desert Roundup Rodeo will be next weekend. And then, of course, right on the heels of that, Wyoming's Big Show is upon us again. Yeah, it'll be awesome to get out there and see all of the carnival and the rides and, you know, the 4-H and FFA. It's just going to be a great time. And we've got a lot of great groups coming in to entertain us. So I can't wait to get out there. Yeah, and of course, we'll be heavily involved with uh, doing uh, a lot of coverage there. We're also going to be doing a little bit of a social media takeover for the uh, Sweetwater County Events Complex. So you'll see content on Sweetwater Now, but also go check out their social media platforms, Instagram and uh, Facebook for all of the great pictures and interviews with some FFA kids and and what have you. We'll be out there full force, our whole Sweetwater Now staff. So uh, we hope you're, you're out there having fun and you come say hello while we're there. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Sweetwater Now News Show podcast brought to you by Cell Only. Whether you're looking for a phone for your business, family, or just for yourself, Cell Only has experienced reps who can help you connect with what matters most. They have two convenient locations, Rock Springs across from Walmart, Green River next to the movie theaters. Cell Only, wireless made easy. And also thanks to Sonic Driving at 97 Gateway Boulevard. They've got their Crave Cheeseburgers rolled out as the menu specialty in July. You know, the ones with that special tangy sauce and because it's July they rolled out the red white and blue slushies with red straw I'm sorry real strawberries 100% real ice cream and blue raspberry slushy I'll spit it out that's a lot of stuff to <laughs> making me making my mouth water how about a red bull summer edition slushy to give you a little pep in your step there's something for everyone in the family at sonic drive-in service at the speed of sound for stephanie thompson i'm dave Arenbell. thanks for joining us on the pod everybody enjoy a good weekend and we will talk to you next week